37th parallel on America's haunted highway, it's Pixelated Paranormal, your guide to the unusual and the strange. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Pixelated Paranormal. This be episode 310. I, of course, am Sean. And I've got good news. I am drinking my first beer of the new year because I can finally taste and smell again. So with that, I cracked open a can of 2023 Krampus Cookie Barrel Age Stout. Wow. And with me, as always, is Preston. Preston, buddy, dare I ask, how are you? <sighs> Whatever. You know, it's... It's just, it's one of those fucking days, <laughs> like, technology is not my mm-hmm, friend. Mm-hmm. Um, I was a ding-dong and, mm-hmm, you mm-hmm. know, got off work and then had to go back to work, and uh, I'm just a miserable sack of shit tonight, you know? <laughs> Terrific. I'm Ill, I'm, I'm, I like I'm it, Ill, and I'm into it, I'm ill-prepared. Godspeed. Like, if you would have said, hey, buddy, can we can we go ahead and move the recording <laughs> back to Friday night, I would have been like, you bet your fucking bottom dollar. You can you can move that right the fuck back, you know. It's just you know, it's just tonight. <laughs> I mean, there's you know Charlie in the pipes and Gremlins, just... w- Gremlins in the cords. Is, is, <laughs> uh... I know it's 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 been hell, man. We just had like subarctic temperatures in Kansas last week. Water pipes froze. Everything else happened. You know, our heaters weren't working and. It was just absolute hell. But this is not a podcast about two middle-aged men complaining about shit. It's about weird stuff, the paranormal. Maybe it should be. <laughs> and also bonkers news. So let's get into it, folks. First up in celebrity news, everybody's favorite 007 could be going to jail. That's right, folks. Actor Pierce Brosnan could be facing possible jail time after allegedly walking in a Yellowstone hydrothermal area at Yellowstone National Park, thus violating federal laws. Brosnan is facing citations of foot travel in thermal areas within Yellowstone Canyon confined trails and also violating closures and usage limits. Criminal charges are filed against the Irish actor in Wyoming back on Tuesday. Federal state laws say foot travel in all thermal areas within the Yellowstone Canyon between Upper Falls and Inspiration Point must be confined to boardwalks or trails. Apparently, 007 made a mistake and walked off of the uh, Golden Brick Road, and so now he's facing possible jail time. And reaching out, NPR could not get any comment from his representatives. So there you go, folks. Even the mightiest are held accountable. He's my he's my least favorite James Bond. He only had one good James Bond movie, and that was Goldeneye. I mean, because, you know, you had the Goldeneye video game, and um, every other James <laughs> okay, Bond movie fair. he was in past that was just, like, really, like, hokey and, like, shit. And then you got Daniel Craig, mm-hmm. and all of his shit was top-notch. And then you can't forget fucking, yeah, man. Um, you know, Roger Moore. Or uh, Sean Connery. I mean, really, if you start adding in like all the other James Bond, like Pierce Bronson is like, you know, you have one good movie, dude. Sean Connery had like, you know, 15, and, you know, Daniel Craig had like four or five. So, plus, of course, yeah. the countless others before them. I really like the Daniel Craig 007 that basically was just Home Alone 
where he gets stuck in that old like cabin and has to fend himself, you know, against all those uh, bad guys with like hammers and broken light bulbs. And all he has is like a shotgun. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Yeah, I call that one. All you needed was a shotgun. <laughs> 007 Home Alone. <laughs> yeah. Well, hold on. Let me go with my uh, second news story real quick because it is another story featuring bizarre criminal charges. A teenage boy in Provo, Utah is facing charges after allegedly taping several fish to various ATMs across the city. And even one fish was taped to a police car. Authorities at the Provo Police Department alleged that an unnamed 17-year-old was responsible for about a dozen or more fish-taping incidents between August and October of last year. One photo showed three separate fish duct-taped to a police car. (laughs) Authorities told the news that they suspected the fish-taping was done as innocent fun, but charged the teen with two misdemeanor counts of causing property damage back in December, mainly because cleaning the dead fish carcasses costs a lot of money. After the teen was referred to juvenile court, the case was officially closed. But yeah, this little dude's taping like trout to ATM screens. And um, I don't know. That's pretty fun stuff to me. Hey, I got an, I got an update on that uh, Reese's peanut butter cup story. I think... I think they're gonna get sued again. Ooh, tell me. I about think it. they're gonna get sued again because this guy got the uh, pink Reese's peanut butter cup that's in the shape of a heart, and when he opened it up, it looked like a saggy nut sack, <laughs> and he was like, "What the fuck, Reese's? Who thought that this was a good idea?" Oh wow. Yeah. So you know how like on the back, you know, you know the big, you know the big rednecks in their trucks, and how you're behind them, and they have that upside, you know, the ball sack that's mm-hmm. hanging. Basically, if you flip that heart upside down, <laughs> truck nuts. It, it tr- yeah, oh. it looks like truck nuts. So that should have been a Valentine's Day one. Yeah, Reese's peanut butter cup. You know, ball sacks and boobs. But yeah. you know, who am I to say what Reese's should do with their money? I don't know. I just feel like somebody else is gonna get you know their mm. ball sacks or pumpkins in an uproar. Fucking Reese's. <laughs> don't get your Reese's in a twist, man. Yeah. Well, what do you got for news, man? You told me you found something. Fucking Kentucky. God damn it. Anyways, E.T., welcome. (laughs) Kentucky City beams message into space, inviting extraterrestrial visitors. That's right. A Kentucky City has come up with an out-of-this-world campaign to promote tourism. The Lexington Convention and Visitor Bureau used an infrared laser to beam a message into space to invite extraterrestrial travelers. The first thing you'll notice as you descend through Earth's atmosphere above central Kentucky is a lush green countryside that surrounds Lexington's vibrant city center. That's our famous bluegrass. The message begins. And it goes on to describe gently or gentle rolling hills, house farms, and bourbon before suggesting places to stay and places to eat. The idea for the campaign came from recent UFO revelations and advances in deep space image imaging that have uh, fueled the belief that we are not alone in the universe. The Visitors Bureau said in a statement this month and and announcing the move. The agency said it worked with scientists and scholars to beam the message towards potentially habitable planets in the TRAPPIST-1 solar system 40 light years away. This effort was led by Lexican native Robert Lauder, who is an expert in computer engineering, astrobiology, and a search for extraterrestrial intelligence, and quite possibly just a nerd. <laughs> he brought together experts in engineering, linguistics, digital media, philosophy, and science fiction to design, debate, and transmit this message, he said. 
This message was sent with FAA approval and has a coded bitmap image. The bitmap image is key to it all, the linguistic expert Dr. Andrew Bird said. We included imagery representing the elements of life, our iconic Lexington Rolling Hills, and the molecule structure for water, bourbon, and even <laughs> dopamine. Because Lexington is fun. It's a good place to get drunk and a good place to get high. <laughs> it could take a while to get the answer, though. The agency says it will take 40 years to get to its intended target, and it could take another 40 years to receive the response. In the meantime, the agency says earthly travelers Jesus. are invited to visit. Fucking Kentucky. Fucking Kentucky, Damn. man. Hey, there's pretty parts of Kentucky, but yeah, that's really kind of out of left field. I wasn't expecting that. To finish up our news, an Ohio man reportedly was discovered to have been living alongside the corpse of his dead wife in an RV for six years. Following his father, Robert Ray's death at 70 years old back in January, well, in January, sorry, John Ray informed the Columbiana County Sheriff's Office that there was actually a second body on the property. After searching the Ray's 40-acre farm, authorities spotted an RV back behind a barn. The RV was said to contain the corpse of Peggy Ray, who died at the age of 64 back in 2017. John reportedly told police that his father had been living inside the trailer along with Peggy's corpse since her death. He also told authorities that his parents were Quakers who wished to be buried at the same time upon both their demises. According to the news, Robert had been caring for his dead wife's remains by surrounding her body with various herbs. She was discovered wrapped in a blanket, quote, unusually well-preserved. An autopsy determined that Peggy had been deceased for six years. Sheriff Brian McLaughlin told the news that he's been doing this for almost 34 years and never seen anything like it. He said, I've never seen a body that has gone that long and still intact. We had bodies that have been gone for much, much less time with next to nothing left. The Columbiana Sheriff's Department said they're currently investigating this to, make, to determine whether or not any charges will be filed. What charges can you file if the guy's dead? Yeah. Um, so here's the thing. When they're like, we've never seen a body that this far gone is so well preserved. Clearly, you guys don't remember that doctor in fucking New York or Pennsylvania that his fiance died and he was so distraught he like stole her body and like paper mache her vagina to make it like an 18th century flashlight <laughs> and fuck that thing so hard that he caught the house on fire and burnt everything <laughs> down. And he was doing that for years, ladies and gentlemen, uh-huh. for years. He was participating in necrophilia because he was so heartbroken. And, you know, I mean, what a pioneer. Paper mache pussy. Nobody ever thought that was going to be a thing. Yep. <laughs> You're talking about old Carl Panzer. Yeah. Uh, he lived with the corpse of his beloved for over seven years. Yeah. Oh, boy. Gives you the heebies and the jeans. I mean, look. You know what? If it's uh, who, who are we to judge that it's a crime? I mean, it's a crime of passion. It's a crime of love. Mm-hmm. They're obviously well maintained. I mean, yeah. I don't know. Everybody handles mm-hmm. death a little bit differently. It's a little fucking weird. I'm not gonna lie. I wouldn't do it. But who am I to judge? I mean, if that's what you got to do, mm-hmm. hey, it's family. You know, it's not like you're doing it to a stranger. Yeah, it's not like you fucking, you know 
chopped them up in the kitchen or anything and was like using their body parts for like sausage and bacon. <laughs> like, you know, you just, you loved them so much, you just couldn't let them go. Love them and didn't want to leave them. Yeah, that's true, man. I mean, nothing funky's going on. He didn't rob the grave to bring your body back out. So, yeah, give the guy a pass. Are you just going to give him a, you know, posthumous fucking charges? Dig his body up and put him in a jail cell for six years? Yeah. Well, folks, we're getting back to the basics of pixelated paranormal, and we're going to dive into a couple different cryptids on the upcoming weeks. This week, we're going to dive into the mysterious Pocono Monster. Now, tonight's tale of terror takes place in northeastern Pennsylvania, up in the corner near the Pocono Mountains. It's a pretty beautiful area, spanning a 2,400-square-mile area full of beautiful lakes and lush, dense forests. <laughs> Sounds better than Lexington, Kentucky. And the tale begins back in the month of July. <laughs> right? Hey, there's pretty parts of Kentucky, man. When we went to visit Rob, there were some pretty breathtaking parts, so... Anyway, this story doesn't take place in Kentucky. It takes place in Pennsylvania back in July of 1970, where an 18-year-old girl named Annette was spending her third summer in a row working at Bill Walker's Motor Lodge in Blakesley, Pennsylvania. Well, it just so happens that Annette's 16-year-old sister, Christine, was visiting her for the summer, and together the two sisters had just taken Annette's co-worker home and were on their way back returning to the lodge. Now, in the moment, these sisters were riding pretty high because they actually just got permission to drive Mr. Bill Walker's brand new Porsche to take Annette's co-worker home. Uh, well, in the moment, the sisters were riding pretty high because they just got permission to drive Mr. Bill Walker's brand new Porsche to take home Annette's co-worker. So they're just over the moon, man, really getting after it. They got the chance to drive this absolute beauty of a motor vehicle. Windows are down, radios turned up, and they're just making their way down these narrow winding roads through the densely populated wooded area. If you close your eyes, you can almost picture it. But Annette pictured something else. See, suddenly Annette said, Hey, is, uh, is this the voice? What does this one sound like? No, it's not. That sounds terrible. No, that sounds like Annette is in the witness protection program. What about now? How about that one? Just, just give me your... No. No, that's not what, doing it. Just give me your that? best Southern Bell. I just need I just need to know which one is No, we're back in the FBI. Yeah, which one's the higher pitch sounding one? Because there's a female male robot. And baby, is that high pitch? Is that a high pitch one? That's nope. That's the opposite of high pitch. That's, that's like talking with a mouthful of maple and syrup. And this one's not high pitched? That one's like peanut butter. That this one right here? That's fine. Oh, okay. That's fine. I was driving about thirty. Yeah, just remember, I, just remember with the high pitch. Hold on, hold on. Now hey, hey, we gotta really, you know, hey, put some mustard on it. Hey, you can't, you can't project your voice because right. if you project it, it's gonna make everyone's ears right. bleed. Hey, yeah, you got it, you got it. Okay, take it from the top. Take it from the hey, top. Hey, I was driving about thirty-five <laughs> miles per hour, and as the road curved, I saw this thing <laughs> walking in the tall grass with its nips all out right in front of the tree line on the opposite side of the road, and I instantly slowed down to get a better look. And my sister, she said, oh my God, what is that? 
if you close your eyes, folks, you can picture it's like a net's right next to you. <laughs> Annette slows the Porsche down in order to get a better look at whatever this thing was that's making its way across the street. And now in the area, there's lots of wildlife you would assume to be living out amongst these woods. And at first, she thought maybe this thing was just a bear. But then she got a little closer and she realized this thing didn't match any description of any normal animal she knew of or anything else that she'd ever seen with her own eyes. It kind of had a flat head like Frankenstein. It had big old glowing red eyes. The nose was small, almost non-existent, like two little slits, like a slithering snake. It had protruding ears and big old full lips. Its mouth was open, but I didn't see any teeth, and I thought, my God, this thing looks like it could be from Lexington, Kentucky. (laughs) Annette said once they got closer, they realized this creature was nearly seven feet tall with a broad chest covered in thick, dirty white fur, and it had an abnormally long neck. And at the top of that neck would be the face that only a mother could love. The eyes were dark and space far apart. It, it was hair. Its hair covered the lower half of its face. There was a pinkish skin around the eyes and the forehead like a rumpled silk skin. It looked like it. its hair was a little longer on its head and hanging all over its forehead like bangs. Annette said that by the time they got to where they could slow down to get a better look at it, This thing had made its way off into the grass, which was uncut, and at the time was standing near three feet tall, obstructing their vision of what this creature's lower body might look like. But from the upper body, they could tell it had really long arms, very muscular. But the weird thing was, they were oddly out of proportion, almost like they were too long for the body. But its hands were also obstructed by the tall grass, so they couldn't really get an idea how big this thing's mitts really were. Anyway, the Porsche eventually comes to a full stop, and as it did, Annette said her eyes met those of this bizarre beast, and suddenly they were locked into a heated staring contest with those glowing red eyes. But then suddenly she felt a crippling wave of nausea sweep over her body, mixed with that of the feeling of primal terror. So Annette does what any of us would do, sitting in their boss's new Porsche, and she quickly rolled down the window to puke her guts out. But that's when her sister Christine starts going batshit crazy. Also, like many of us would do in that same situation, and she starts screaming for her sister to roll the windows up and get the fuck out of Dodge. Annette manages to break away from this thing's creepy death stare and decides that yes, it is indeed time to haul ass out of the current situation that they had just found themselves in. I hit the gas. I was scared. I wanted to get out of there. I just had this feeling if we stayed, that thing might just attack us. I don't know. It was just a gut reaction. So she threw it into gear and they tore ass out of that creepy situation. And she said again, oddly enough, as they were leaving the area, she happened to look into the rearview mirror. As this thing is getting smaller and smaller, as it's fading off into the distance, as they gain more distance away from it, she noticed that the creature stood very still, only turning its head to follow them as they went around the curve of the highway. They both got this terrified feeling that this thing was going to start bounding after them, maybe even try to possibly knock the car off the road or 
even worse, maybe rip the roof off. But no, the thing just stood there, as still as can be, watching as they left the creature behind in their dust. Now, in the Porsche, the girls make it down a few miles from where they first encountered the creature, and then much to their dismay, suddenly the Porsche stalls out and then dies on the side of the highway. Both these two girls had the same exact thought. What's going to happen now? Is this thing going to tear ass through the woods, bust out of the trees, and rip our bodies apart, or maybe something even worse? Well, Lady Luck seems to be on their side, maybe even riding in the back seat, who knows? But anyway, not long after that, they were discovered on the side of the road. But instead of it being the creature who discovered them, it was another motorist who happened upon the two girls. The do-gooder popped the hood on the new Porsche and discovered it was simply running low on oil. This good Samaritan topped off the oil and the lucky ladies made it back to the lodge that Annette was working at. Now, when asked if the creature was possibly just some kind of human or some other kind of local wildlife, Annette commented, I don't think so. I mean, it may have been part human, part caveman. That's the only thing I can think to compare it to. It was definitely not a person or bear. To this day, I have no idea what it might have been. So what's weird here, Presto, is this thing happens to be the first time that we've talked about an actual Bigfoot that has a flat head, kind of like a Frankenstein. Because most of the time what we talk about here as far as Bigfoots and Sasquatches go, they've got kind of that pointy dome-shaped head. Yeah. Or at least, if nothing else, kind of a raised protruding forehead. Kind of like Harry and the Hendersons. But also what's weird is a description here of a long neck, whereas most reports of Sasquatch say these things are kind of stocky with the head almost just jammed right on these big old thick meaty shoulders where the shoulder kind of goes straight into the jawline. Anyway, this isn't the last time people report seeing this thing because oddly, three years later, on the evening of September 27, 1973, at around 9.30 p.m., two completely different girls are waiting for a ride out in a rural part of the country area when they said they too happened to see a white, hairy creature with glowing red eyes that stood nearly seven to eight feet tall off on the tree line towards the woods. Having a very similar description of what Annette and her sister said they saw as well. Flat head, glowing red eyes, that whole thing. But what's more peculiar here is this creature was said to be carrying a strange wand-like device that had a glowing orb at the end of it. So as soon as the girls get home, they run inside their house, and they tell their dad exactly what they just saw, a huge, white, hairy monster on the edge of the tree line. And so their dad, shockingly enough, believes his daughters. He's a wizard, He takes Eric. off and goes out into the woods. He's got a wand. <laughs> right? <laughs> He takes off into the area of the woods that his daughter said they saw the creature, but apparently he's gone for over an hour. And these girls are starting to get real nervous because holy shit, what happened? Did this giant albino Sasquatch, you know, eat their dad? Who the heck really knows? Well, oddly enough, at that same exact time, several people in the area stated that during the time that the girl's dad was in the woods, somewhere in that time frame, there's also several sightings of an object that looked a lot like an airplane, but it was seen floating stationary in the sky above those same woods. And some folks said they saw a shining light 
come beaming down from the craft into the trees. About an hour later, the girl's dad showed back up, but this time he's disheveled. His hair is a mess, clothes are all askew, and his eyes are just wide with terror. And then after the incident of his disappearance, the man appeared to have also experienced the personality shift, and according to a lot of people close to him, friends and family, soon afterwards he starts looking for books about prophecies, and he's oftentimes now heard talking about the coming of the end of the world. Years later, an investigator stopped and talked to the father, who confirmed that his daughters indeed did see a Bigfoot that night, but he denies having ever gone into the woods, and actually goes forward to forebode anybody else to try to search the area that he may or may not have disappeared into, stating that some things are just better left alone. But what's interesting here, and the thought I kind of want to finish on, Presto, is... Does this wand-like device remind you of any other cryptid cases we've talked about? Flatwoods Monster? I don't know. I mean, sort of. I don't remember it carrying a wand. Or uh, that fucking, uh, what was that, Dunsford Dudley homeless clown? Um, didn't it have like a wand or something? <laughs> yeah, Sam the Sandown Clown. Yeah, he had like a speaking spell that he carried around with like a microphone. So yeah, hey, that's a connection I didn't make. Yeah. I'm thinking this is more eerily similar to the wand that was allegedly carried by the Loveland Frogmen. You know, some 20 years later, back in 1955, you know, again, around 3.30 in the morning, lonely stretch of highway, the road runs long near the uh, Little Miami River. And this guy says he pulls over and happens to catch with his own eyes three bipedal you know, three to four foot tall amphibious frog-like entities walking across the road trying to kind of climb over the guardrail. And he said suddenly one of the creatures holds this giant wand in his hand with a glowing orb at the tip, and when it holds it up in the air, a shower of sparks come flying out of the wand. Man, I totally forgot about that because whenever I, I think back to the Loveland Frogman, we had that really mm -hmm. shitty picture on our uh, YouTube page, and they were like holding like a like a wooden spear, <laughs> and I'm like ooka gaga, and I just think like they're gonna stab somebody. Mm -hmm. I forgot that they had a wizard wand. Like shit, man. Yeah, they had a little wizard, but I'm wand, pretty a little sparkler, if nothing else. But I'm I'm almost positive though that the um, Flatwoods monster was carrying something too, because they described it as very like robotic like. And she, he or she was, like, carrying something in their hand that was, like, I don't know, like an mm -hmm. antenna, rod, you know. I don't know if it had an orb and a globe, but shit, you know. Hmm. Def, definitely, you know, the tall, gang, tall gangly creature-looking thing reminds me of the, you know, the hobo clown. <laughs> Sam the Sandown Clown. You kids should come down to my shack and I'll butter your biscuits. Brr. Oh, boys and girls. <laughs> you're telling me this is the one time you're not going to use your voice modulator? Yeah. I had to, like, well, because I don't, I'm not, I'm not hooked up to the headphones, so I can't hear it when it says, like, <laughs> hey, that's fair, man. Lady, man, robot, baby. I'm colorblind, so I can't tell the difference on the color of the fucking light, so I have no idea. And every single time I go through a light, you're like, uh... nope, nope. Nope. I'm like, is there one that sounds like a like a fucking baby like drank helium or something? Like, there's got to be one on there. I know it exists. God yeah. Uh, I love the fact that you're like, is this a lady? And it's like, I saw the big girl the side of the road. It's like Aeros 
Dude, looks like a uh, waiter. Good stuff, man. Good stuff. <laughs> I said, hell no, I'm getting out of there, brother. <laughs> <laughs> You're right. That's what that's what the ladies sound like in Lexington, Kentucky. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to get so much hate mail from Lexington, Kentucky. But here's the thing, Lexington, if you're listening, I would not have given you so much shit, and I would have given you props. Yeah, this whole entire episode, I would have given you mad props at the beginning of it and not so much shit talk. Had you not encoded a message to aliens that talks about bourbon and dopamine? Like, bourbon? Fuck yeah, all day long. But, God damn it, why'd you have to put the dopamine in there? Because I'm going to be like, fuck. You know, all those redneck jokes and backward hillbilly jokes that they say about Kentucky? Fucking confirmed right here because they put dopamine in that message that they sent to them aliens. 45 million light years away. That's what they did. That's what they did. Well, I can't wait to see the uh, the war that you rage on here with uh, with yeah. Lexington, the entire town of Lexington, Kentucky. Lexington, Lexington, Kentucky. Man, these stouts, boy, they're really uh, they're really viscous. Make your tongue kind of heavy. All all, t- all twenty people probably related to Rob that <laughs> live in Lexington. that are listening to the show right now. <laughs> uh, Amazing, amazing. Well, Pennsylvania is a host to a ton of other really interesting cryptids. I got a list here of just a couple that we'll probably touch base on a few of them. First of all, you have the Raytown Lake Ray. Raytown Lake near the center of the state of Huntington County is the largest lake in Pennsylvania. And it's also said to be the home of a monster. Not a sea monster, though, just a lake monster. And the creature's name is Ray. Dozens of people have reported sightings spanning decades, and there's even a few photos of a strange shape that can be found in the lake. A sighting back in September a few years ago said, I saw a dark shape moving along the water at least 50 yards out. At first glance, I thought it was a beaver, but it wasn't moving like no beaver. While more than a million people visit Raytown Lake each year, there's no conclusive evidence of Ray, the lake monster. But the lake is 30 miles long and does reach depths of nearly 200 feet. So perhaps Ray is just taking advantage of this open space to hide. Next up, we have the Geewoggle. Lou Barnard is a Pennsylvania resident and historian who's written a great deal about legendary creatures. Said to live in our state of Pennsylvania, especially back in his home county of Clinton. Since 2011, thanks to Bernard's help, as he has declared by the county's commission, the Geewoggle has become the official monster of Clinton County. But what exactly is the old Geewoggle? Well, according to folklore, it's documented by Bernard himself, the Geewoggle kind of looks like a wolf walking on hind legs, except it has claws for hands and hooves for feet. The hooves make this thing difficult to track, which makes it a clever, clever beast indeed. The monster is said to be distinct from others that it's conjured up by a witch. So the witch summoned the Geewoggle, kind of like, you know, the witch that summoned up the Jersey Devil. First reports, though, of the Geewoggle go clear back to 1870, which fits the story because Bernard writes that witches used to live in Clinton County back in Keaton Mounting around that time. So apparently... There's been reports of bipedal wolves in Clinton County aplenty. Well, moving on to Delaware County, Pennsylvania has more than one depressed mythical creature besides Preston. There's also the ape boy of Chester Swamp, as reported in the esteemed publication Weird Pennsylvania. 
Now, this story takes us back more than 250 years, where there's this young boy living in Chester in Delaware County near Philly. The boy's appearance isn't so pleasing, though. See, back in the day, just as many people believed that doctors didn't need to wash their hands, they also didn't consider red hair attractive. <laughs> That's sad. So this red-headed kid got tired of being made fun of and ran into the swamps of Chester never to return. The boy is said to stalk the swamps, now mutated into a giant, large ape-like behemoth covered in red, fiery hair. Even though his swamps have now been drained over Delaware County, for years and years people have been reporting seeing shadows and silhouettes of the ape boy haunting the territory. Well, the, la the last creature I want to talk about is actually going to springboard us into next episode. In Pennsylvania, you also have the lowly, disgustingly sad creature known as the squonk. The squonk is a creature found only in the hemlock forests of northern Pennsylvania. First written about back in the ripe old year of 1910 in a book called Fearsome Creatures of the Lumberwoods by author William T. Cox. The squonk is reportedly covered in warts and moles. With no way of learning about the movement toward the body positivity, being isolated in the northern Pennsylvania woods and all, the squonk is very unhappy with its appearance. As a result, it continuously can be seen crying and sobbing its eyes out. Cox recommends that anyone looking for the squonk follow the trail of tears that can stain the ground as it walks. But when captured, it can actually be dissolved in its own tears into a giant pile of disgusting goo, thus taking away any proof of the squonk's existence. That's right, folks. This thing is so sad. If you catch it, it'll cry itself into a puddle and dissolve like the Wicked, wick, wick, wicked Witch of the West. Hmm. But that's going to be a little teaser. See, next episode, I've already started writing a show about the most bizarre and stupid cryptids I've ever come across so far, including the squonk and some other really bizarre creatures. So get ready you know, for that. You know my, my favorite bad guy enemy in the Fallout universe was up in the Appalachia, the mole men, the mole people. I think we should try to... Uh, oh, yeah. I think we should try to find a story that has... I, there's got to be something out there with mole people... Um, I, I'm interested to do. Well, I think that's where we pull the plug right there, buddy boy. Um, I want you to just have a couple moments of Zen, maybe take yourself a hot bath, throw in a bath bomb and just kind of chill out and end the night on a good yeah. note. That's what I want for you, pal. Yeah. I was, I was actually reading chat. So I, I don't know what the yeah. fuck you said, but Hey man. <laughs> All right, cool. It, it felt sincere. Ah, okay. Just wishing you the best, pal. I could hear the sincerity in your voice. I, uh, I noticed you have a, I can hear an echo in your voice. I think when you use your modulator, somehow it kind of it kind of like um, stirs up some kind of reverb. I mean, it could be. It also because like when you go back, there's like I don't know. Is that better? Because I, I I switched to a different colored brown light on the board, so second mm -hmm. brown Solid. light number two. Uh, <laughs> different shade, shade of brown. The other shade of brown is oh, the one I need man. to go we to. Are we are idiots. We are idiots. Yeah. Well, everybody, thanks for watching. Thanks for listening. Thanks for following along. We really appreciate you guys. 
If you are watching us, please like and subscribe on Kick, on Rumble, on YouTube. Follow along on Facebook. If you're on the old Instagram, we are at PXL Paranormal. On Facebook, we are the Pixelated Paranormal Podcast. Um, oddly enough, Google Podcast apparently is going away. I just read an email before we recorded. And I think YouTube is going to be converting over to doing an audio version where like you can have podcasts on like YouTube audio or some shit. Yeah. So it's been weird, man. Stitcher's disappeared. Pandora's gone down the toilet. And now Google Podcasts is dis- disappearing. So I don't know. Wild stuff. But Spotify. Don't forget Spotify. Oh, yeah. Spotify. Ooh, yeah, yeah. definitely. Spotify is still hot and heavy. Um, but if you guys could give us some ratings and reviews on Apple Podcast over on Amazon. Who's going to be the first person to leave us a review mm-hmm. on Amazon? Mm-hmm. Um, but please do share this with your friends. Tell your family that you have found, you know, maybe one of the absolute middle of the road paranormal podcasts out there and they really need to listen to it. <laughs> then ask your parents and your friends and your family if they have any weird stories. Yeah. And look, here's the other thing too. Like, uh, you know, I was uh, telling one of my buddies just the other night cause I talk about it on the show all the time. When I go back and I kind of review how many views we got on all the different platforms, what mm-hmm. I noticed is some of the platforms <clears throat> rumble that, uh, you know, the videos will have like 300, 400, 500 views. And then there's only like yeah. 19 followers. So what that tells me in my mind, is that Rumble has a bunch of dirty peeping Toms on their platform, and instead of just watching from the background and not liking and subscribing, you're just like, ooh, this is so interesting, and then you follow it next week, but you don't want to actually hit that fucking follow button. So if you're watching us on Rumble and you've Mm -hmm. spent more than five minutes listening to this bullshit, hit the goddamn follow button. And then share with all your crazy friends. We appreciate it. And look, if you need a beard, if you want a beard, if you want to grow the best damn beard, if you're so embarrassed that you live in Lexington, Kentucky, and that you have dopamine and bourbon messages being sent God to damn. aliens, look, I can't help you, but I want to help you. And I'm going to tell you, you need to go over to Big Dobbs Beard Bomb, uh, beardbomb.com and use promo code PXLPARA for 20% off your order. Sure, you'll still be living in Lexington, but... You know, you'll be able to get some products in. You'll feel good about yourself. You're going to smell good. You're going to smell like sweet tobacco, fresh citrus, mint, classic. Your beard is going to look oily. It's going to look shiny. And when the aliens finally do land, they're not going to be upset that your message was crap because they're going to take one look at that face. They're going to, in their little alien nostrils and get a whiff, and they're going to be in love. Do yourself a favor. (laughs) Big Dobbs. Beardmom.com, <laughs> promo code PXLPARA for 20% off your order. Thank us later. It is the gift that keeps on giving. Now, speaking of viewing, Preston, I'm going to share the news. I'm going to walk all over you and say, folks, we did the damn thing. We hit our 300th subscriber. On oh, yeah, YouTube. that 300 subscriber. Tell I don't friends, know that I, I, I don't know that, that should actually count Super because thrilled. he's like, I thought, I thought, guys, I swear to God, <laughs> I. I thought it counts. I'd like it's to on subscribe, there. and then I got on there, and I realized, shit, I wasn't a subscriber, so I got you to three hundred. You know what? Fuck you, Hobbit, because you should have, you should have, you should have liked and subscribed months go. ago, buddy. You <laughs> you're you're killing the party. Yeah, wow. you're killing the party. Wow. This is this is. I mean, well, you're only like three foot one, so we can't expect you to carry the weight of the party because you can't because you're vertically challenged because you're a Hobbit plus you're a Paladin. But maybe. I'm just saying, you could have, you could, we, months ago, Jesus, you could have liked and subscribed, and then we could already be to like 301 or 302. That's it. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> 
that's not how math works. If we had 299 six months ago and we got one you more, never it's know. only 300. And, of course, Preston is not um, talking about a real-life, you know, little person. We're talking about our buddy who is in our D&D campaign who plays a, a dwarf. So, No, he's, he's playing a halfling. He's playing a hobbit. Yeah, sure, but I just don't need all of Lexington, Kentucky, and all of the uh, population of little people across the world uh, to just be breathing <laughs> down your neck, man. I don't want our Google Voice filled up with hate mail about how you're making fun of. Hey, look, anybody else who who's not who anybody else who's not living in Lexington, heat. Kentucky, if you call in the Google voicemail and you leave us the name of the city that you live in, I will shit on your town <laughs> like for one whole episode guaranteed it's a promise you know what i'll spread the hate <laughs> equally <laughs> oh my god what we should do man let's do this since we're already on this roll give us a call on that google voice and let us know what is your local folklore what is your local cryptid and we'll dive into it we'll do an episode where we kind of dive into listeners local folklore that'd be a lot of fun so maybe you have like a weird you know perverted witch who's like a peeping tom who looks into everybody's windows and stuff like that give us a call and let us know what that is man because that would be a lot of fun as well just to kind of dive into that kind of stuff i mean heads up kansas don't call in because the best thing you got is the hamburglar man and we've already covered that and we are actually really disappointed so I'm going to go above you and say, Kansas, do call in and tell us, because yeah. Preston, we're trying to get voicemails here, champ. <laughs> You're just like, you know what? Anybody under four foot, all of Lexington and Kansas, just yeah. fuck off. That's basically what you just said. <laughs> the sheer audacity this guy has. I mean, the size of this guy's balls. all right guys with that if you're in the wichita area please stop by see our dear friend leslie and the rest of the gang over at cd trade post potty and seneca check out paranormal egg experience food truck and then also please check out paranormal.cafe and with that i'm just going to raise this glass and say cheers to the weird shit in the world cheers to you josh on kick thanks buddy lazarus Fire Pixie, you folks as well. Cheers to all of you and all the weird shit in the world and those of us I'd love to talk about it. And stay spooky and stay on the paranormal highway. The cast that Pixelated Paranormal would like to thank you for listening to this week's episode. Pixelated Paranormal is here to tell you tales of the fantastical, the strange, the unknown. Tales that will move you a little further down the paranormal highway. If you'd like to share your own listener story, we would love to hear it. Email us at pixelatedparanormal at gmail.com. Again, that's pixelatedparanormal at gmail.com. We'd really love to hear from you. Again, thanks for listening to this week's episode of Pixelated Paranormal, your guide to the unusual and the strange.